Welcome to Locally Made Podcasts. Tell us your name and tell us about your business. Hi, thanks for having me. So my name is Daisy Cordell and my business is Whole and Home and I'm a professional declutter and organiser. So I go into people's houses and I help them to um, let go of their possessions and decide, you know, decide what to keep and and then help them to kind of organise their home so that it functions a bit better. So with, when it comes to um, the, that, that, the whole decluttering side, mm. what are the benefits to the customer for doing that? Um, all customers tell me, um, all my clients, sorry, tell me that they feel lighter afterwards. And that's a common one. And I think more in control, because when you know where things are in your home, it just, you know, life just flows easier. Um, and I think that I tend to believe that our environment has been impact on our medical um, mental health. Sorry. So and, you know, we spend a lot of time at home. Um, so I think having it, having a space that feels relaxing, you know, peaceful um, and also that looks nice you know, just has a, a huge impact on how we feel. I think the, the, the mental health side of it, of it is, I think, is, is really important. Yeah. If there's too much stuff around, it's like you almost sort of don't know where to start, do you? Exactly, yeah. And lots of my clients, for you know, for whatever reason, they've got either they... um. I work with quite a lot of clients with ADHD, for example, but also I work with a lot of clients who are just really busy, um, you know, full-time parents or, work, you know, working people and... um. And so for whatever reason, their house has just gotten, you know, just kind of let that one go for a little while that they couldn't have the time that they needed. So a lot, a, another one that a lot of my clients say to me is just being able to carve out the time with a professional. It's a bit like, a bit like when you go to the gym and you hire a personal trainer and everyone kind of knows how to, that, you know, you should keep fit and how to exercise, I guess, but it's having those extra tips and that accountability of having someone there. That's also just, I think, really beneficial. That's a good analogy. I like that one. So, um, thinking it's about, not my, it's not my analogy. I stole it. <laughs> it's fine. No problem at all. Um, things borrowed like that are, are great. Um, so thinking back to, um, when you started out, um, just run through that process, you know, why did you start? How did you start? I was in a full-time job um, that, you know, I liked, but it wasn't, I didn't feel it was my calling as such. Um, and I always knew I wanted to do something sort of a bit different. And basically this was something that I've always been interested in. I've always done it ever since I was a little girl. I used to kind of sneak into my sister's room and tidy it for her when she was out and drive her crazy. Um, or you know at university when I should be writing an essay I'd put it off by tidying my house um, so it just kind of made sense that this would be something that I did and I think after reading a few books about it um, and helping friends with it I realised actually I could do this um, and then I think it kind of conveniently coincided with lockdown and having this extra time at home suddenly because it was at the beginning of I had just done a course actually in organising. Um, so it was something that I did want to do professionally, but having lockdown and that extra space and time at home um, was really helpful to allow me to kind of set up the business and give it the focus that I don't think I'd have had otherwise. I think a lot of people did start businesses during lockdown, isn't it, because of the extra yeah. time that they had. Yeah, definitely. And and I think in a way, lockdown made us assess our lifestyles and our priorities. Indeed. 
and yeah. Yeah. So what have you found to be the the, the toughest thing um and with your business? Um the toughest thing for me is creating boundaries around um work-life balance. Um it's very different having a nine to five where you clock off and then can't see your emails um after work. And the temptation when running your business is to obviously want to get back to potential clients quickly. So you're checking your emails quite often or um, you know, using your phone a lot more for social media, for example. I think that's been one of the toughest things because it does cause a kind of extra stress in your day-to-day life. Um, and one of the things that I've had to do um, to help with that is I've kind of, I've put like blockers on my phone so I can't. So my social it's it's funny because a lot of friends who who work tell me that they put the same blocker on their phone so they're not able to access social media during work hours and I have the opposite blocker so I can only access social media during my work hours and the same with my emails and then it's just shut down and I I you know I can't actually press on it and I I find that's really helped with that. That's some great tips. I think it's um, and I and I found exactly the same when I first started yeah. that business. You you as you say, you wanted to get back to customers really quickly because you think, oh, if I don't get get back quickly, they'll go somewhere else. Mm. Or actually, if they email you at eight o'clock at night, mm. they don't expect a response until the following day. No. Um. So it's yeah, it's it's not a problem. And I did I did something very similar to yourself. Um. I didn't use the blockers, but I I moved my um email app from my home page on my phone to sort of the fourth or fifth page yeah um so actually it was out of mind out of sight out of mind yeah that's yeah that's a good way of doing it yeah so what do you think has been you the best impact on your business um for, for, from all the things that you've done um I'd say some really practical things that have helped me that I was just had no clue about before starting a business is um to have a kind of simple system for handling payments and so I just have a spreadsheet and it might seem you know it might just seem obvious but it really wasn't to me um you know so I have a spreadsheet and it's got a, a sort of link to the invoice and and the date that it's sent and then I can see the date that it's paid and just to keep track of it in a really simple way and um, because before that I was just using reminders and notes and I was getting all my head all in a pickle um and just having it from the start having an accounting system of you know just having two folders on um google drive one of my incomings and one of my expenses um just means at the end of the tax year I don't have to have a manif like massive panic (laughs) um another kind of spreadsheet thing that I found really useful and being a service-based business um is having one where I keep track of all my inquiries so I'll have the customer name and it also helps to kind of get a picture of the kind of customer profile like which again would then help in time with marketing so I can kind of see, you know, a track of who they tend to be, who I'm tend to be getting through as um, potential clients um, and the method of contact they used, how they found me, which is, it's again, really helpful. So that then I know that I need to spend more time focusing on those particular areas because they're beneficial to me. Um, that's been one that's really, really helpful. I think a couple of good points there, definitely um having a good accounting software or a spreadsheet a simple spreadsheet where you can track income mm-hmm. and outgoings um is paramount for any business a for cash flow but also as you say so there's not that mad panic rush at the end of the year to, mm. uh, to get, well, and you have to submit your accounts and then again 
having that um, CRM system, a customer relationship management system, that you're able to then track current customers, um, inquiries, as you say, build up the avatar of the type of person that, that's making all those inquiries so you can get your marketing right and then hopefully attract more of that type of people. Yeah. And it's also interesting to see because I have the kind of date on there. So it's interesting to see how my business flows with regards to time of year and inquiries. And so I can kind of see a growth or, you know, general dips in inquiries. It's just I just find it really interesting. Yes, I think um, I, I, I'm not sure whether um, many small businesses realize, but data actually is really important to business. Yeah. Just no matter what size you are and having access to that data actually allows you to forecast of of how busy you're going to be how busy you're not going to be so you can then make you know you can think well actually you know this time of year i'm going to be a bit quieter so i need to do a surge in marketing to get more people in this time of year i'm usually busy don't need to do quite so much mm. yeah you definitely plan your, plan your week around it definitely it is a seasonal business my one um it might not seem it but there are certain times of year that are much busier so kind of it's like I need I know I know now that I need to just perhaps do a bit more overtime in some in some times of the year to make up for the the lack of uh, work at other times and that's fine yeah. but that's been a learning curve absolutely <clears throat> um so thinking about marketing mm-hmm. what's what what in terms of marketing what, what is the best thing that you've done and that's helped you grow your business um I think go from there and I think that's been that's been really helpful to me learning that yes I think we we, we try and do too much don't we when we start out yes um, we do spread ourselves too thinly yes and, and then you're not getting any return are you from that no so thinking about that's that starting out that, that, that sort of starting process so have you got any advice for anyone that's that's aspiring to be an entrepreneur that wants to run their own business um I'd say I think there's a tendency I know I'm like this to sit and plan and research and plan research and plan and think once I learn this then I'll be able to do this and actually I know myself that I can get down a huge like rabbit hole and spend months procrastinating on doing anything so my advice I think would actually be to kind of yeah obviously you need to do some basic research but I I think um, it helps boost confidence to just get in there and start doing it. And actually you will always be learning and you're always going to learn on the job. And that's just how it works. You're never going to get to the point where you know everything. Um, And because also it takes time, it takes time to build up a business. So I think I did procrastinate for about six months before I started mine. And part of me thinks I needed that time to get mentally ready. But another part of me thinks had I've actually started that would have been more beneficial to me because it would have built up the business slowly in the time that I was also learning um because I think people tend to think that they're going to launch their business and it's going to be instantly be a huge success and it might not always be the case um it can take time to build up especially if you're running your things off of a website for example so um yeah yeah I think it's um again great advice i think it's that, that procrastination time and, and it's and even once you've started a business mm. you can still go, go down that rabbit hole and, and procrastinate yeah. and put things off and put things off and yeah sometimes it's just a matter of diving in head first yeah and then working out the niggles on the way through 
That's it. And doing the bits that feel because I get I, I get major imposter syndrome and it doesn't come naturally to me to do even things like this, like podcasts. And um, so I guess it's kind of I wrote a list of all the things that I thought I should be doing and I picked the least scary and I started that. And then I did the next one and it's kind of built that way. And actually confidence grows that way um, rather than thinking, oh, when I feel confident, I'll then do this. You almost have to do it even feeling unconfident, you know? Yeah. And I think having that list and and picking things up one by one mm. actually makes the process a lot easier because you know, you've, you know, you've got this huge thing that you want to create, you know, mm. to do the business but actually if you take it into bite-sized chunks, yeah, definitely. then it makes it a lot easier. And and you look back and you know, six months later, you think, oh, you know, I've come so far. Yeah. And then you think, well, actually, I'm ready for the next challenge. And so you do a bit more. Absolutely. And I think it's always important to have one of the things that you're doing has a return. So it's, again, getting stuck in that research thing. As long as you've got one, one activity that you're performing that you know you get a return from at yeah. the same time, and then you don't have to worry financially so much indeed so again thinking about that that, that advice you've just given there the suggestions mm-hmm. what's a skill that you think that that everyone should learn when in the, through that process of running a business i think um seo is a really important skill um i i come from a, an seo background that was the job that i did when i worked full time and um, before starting my business and it has so i'm incredibly lucky in that respect and it's benefited like benefited me massively um because i am a service based business and now most of my clients come through my website which is just you know extraordinary um but i think you know it's I think people are a bit intimidated by SEO, but the basics of it are, are not too difficult to understand. And it's really worth just spending a bit of time learning it. And it's, you know, it's about making sure that you've got a lot of good content on your site. Basically, that's the main, you know, there are obviously loads of parts to it, but I'd say that was the main thing that some people tend to overlook Um, just give good, honest, helpful advice. And that will help you massively. Yeah, I suppose it's um, it's having that that as you say that that good content, but also relevant content to your business. Relevant, yeah, and make sure the keywords are in there. Obviously, that you want Absolutely. that you want to be uh, people are going to be searching for you for. Yes, because um, there's something that I I um, saw well, a few months ago that it's that and, and I think a lot of service based businesses are almost worried about doing this particular thing of giving the giving your knowledge away for free. Mm, yeah and actually and, and creating your social media channels around you know snippets of the of of what you do what paid customers pay you for yeah um I, but yeah. because actually without without you there there isn't that accountability and that's what people are almost paying for anyone can tie to the house yeah and actually it's it's having you there to make them accountable and making sure that that process is followed through that is that's the service they're paying for absolutely yeah I think well I think there's I think that there is twofold I think there's definitely things that they that clients say they learn um that they didn't know a bit like going to the gym isn't it it's that gym analogy you know you're not always going to know all the equipments or the tips they give you handy tips but yeah the accountability is a massive thing but what you said about sharing advice and and tips that clients that I, that come through to me say that they'd like that about my social media they like that about my website that I'm giving away advice for free because it's helpful to them and I guess it gets them inspired 
yeah, indeed. So talking about um, your social medias and your website, mm-hmm. um, the last question um, is what's um, what are your social media handles and what's your website? Where, 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 people, where can people find you? So my website is wholelandhome.com. Let me spell that. That's W-H-O-L-E and home.com. Whole spelled that way. Um, my social media handles are the same. I think for Instagram, it's got underscores between the words. Okay. And whereabouts are you based? I'm based in Brighton and Hove. Um, but oh, I do definitely. so I work in that surrounding area, but I also offer um virtual sessions um all over the UK or worldwide if yeah. And so they can find you on your on websites on the sessions. Brilliant. Yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me.